As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. The top seed in the MLS playoffs is out, and two sides remain in the Eastern Conference. Sam Stasekel is here to preview NYCFC and the Philadelphia Union, and also provide an update on MLS coaching vacancies around the league. I'm Alex Avnos, and this is Soccer Every Day for Thursday, December 2nd. Sam Stasekel, welcome back to the show for the second time this week. It is a big MLS week. Uh, so that's why you're on it here again. Uh, we have the Eastern Conference uh, final setup. Uh, NYCFC versus Union. Uh, NYCFC beating the New England Revolution on penalties uh, as we speak last night. It was on Tuesday. Um, Sam, as you look at this upcoming game, NYCFC versus Union, the biggest absence for me is on the NYCFC, uh, NYCFC side. Valentin Castellanos, the 2021 Golden Boot winner, not going to make this one because he got a red card at the end of that game against the Revolution. How are they going to replace him? Yeah, it's an interesting question. Um, You know, Tati Castellanos, the 2021 Golden Boot winner in Philadelphia Union MVP as well, I think. Uh, You know, he scored scored a goal to put NYCFC ahead in extra time. And then, like a couple of minutes later, got a red card <laughs> that <laughs> that basically not like, the union MVP by that, the way that NYCFC yeah. So he ended up helping NYCFC get through, and then yeah. also helped achieve the union hosting the Eastern Conference final, which would not have happened had the Revs won that match. So anyway, um, how did they replace him? Eber is the most natural option, um, and he's a number nine. He's had a lot of success in MLS, but he tore his ACL last fall. And he has not started a game since then. He had he played seven times, I believe, for NYCFC off the bench. Um, this season, he returned in September, didn't score a goal. So there's a real question there in terms of his fitness and how long he would be able to play, what his sharpness is like, all of those things. So while he, I mean, he's a good player when he's rolling and when he's healthy, but he's not that right now. So what his impact would be, who knows? That's the most natural option. They could play around and do some other things with, with guys like Tiago Andrade, 
Talis Magno, maybe Ishmael Tajuri Shradi. Uh, those guys were all on the bench against New England. And, you know, maybe you play around with Maxi Morales. Maybe there's some sort of false nine situation. Who knows? But Eber is the, the most like-for-like like replacement, certainly. And then uh, as for the union, uh, I, I can't help but keep coming back to the Jim Curtin quote after their very first playoff game where he said that the game itself, the tactics behind it, the style of the game, I believe the exact quote is something to the effect of set the game of soccer back 100 years. I think it was just 10. I think uh, just 10. It was just 10? Yeah, yeah, okay. just 10. 100, 100 seems extreme, but 10 <laughs> seems a little bit more likely. Um, and I have to say, Sam, that having seen their game since then, it's it doesn't appear as if they've gotten a lot more attractive since no. he first said that. No. Uh, can the union make it to MLS Cup while still playing this sort of in-between defensive kind of ugly for lack of a better term style that they that has been very effective for them so far of course they've won plenty of games this year they finished ahead of nycfc sure. in the standings um and this is kind of the great equalizer in mls in terms of strategies right we've seen new york the red bulls have success with this pressing system for years and they've never when they've had that system they've never really spent that much on their roster the union are, are the same way dc united this year was the same way. So if you're not going to spend a ton of money and you're not going to have a ton of firepower, particularly in the attack, a good way to go about it is just press and run and try and turn teams over and score and create chances that way and make a bet that when you get exposed and when you get caught up high up the field, like sometimes happens when you're a high-pressing team, that other teams won't be able to take advantage. And that equation seems to be pretty successful in MLS. So, yeah, the Indian can do it. They don't drop pictures on the scorecard, as they say, in golf. Um, this isn't a golf podcast, but you know, whatever. Uh, and it is they, now. they won't care how they get through if they get through, right? Um, no one's really going to remember if they played poorly 10 years from now, if they go on to win MLS cup. So, um, that won't be of any concern to them. And I anticipate a similar type of performance from them. Hopefully they can clean it up a little bit. You know, maybe Jamiro Montero can be a little bit better. Uh, maybe Alejandro Bedoya can make a difference. You know, th- they have some players on their team that are capable of performing better than they have in the playoffs. Sergio Santos certainly could stand to improve off of his performance against Nashville on Sunday. But yeah, I think the general approach will be the same. If they're making a bet on not getting exposed in transition, uh, I think probably not having Tati yeah. Castellanos to worry about on the other end will go a long way towards making them feel a little bit better about that. Um Sam, moving on to some news that you broke uh, a little bit earlier today as we're recording a little bit yesterday by the time all of you listeners are listening to this. Uh, A lot of action and a lot of uh, uh, interesting developments happening on the MLS coaching carousel, for lack of a better term. I hate that term, coaching carousel, but honestly, when there's this many teams involved and a lot of the same names involved for a lot of the same jobs, I just don't think there's a better term. Ferris wheel? well, roller coaster? Fair, yeah, the coaching Ferris wheel. The coaching <laughs> no, no, roller coaster. I don't know if it's a roller coaster yet. Uh, I like Ferris maybe wheel. If this first for it. Okay, let's say all right. The MLS coaching Ferris wheel <laughs> right now. Uh, we should actually kind of stick with the union, strangely yeah. enough, because the first team I want to cover is FC Cincinnati. You are reporting that they are making a pretty strong push to hire union head coach Jim Curtin, a local Philly guy just signed a contract extension, which means FC Cincinnati would have to pay, presumably, to get him out of that deal. Uh, What are the details there? Yeah, so you just outlined some of them. Um, For those who do not know, FC Cincinnati in October 
hired Chris Albright as their general manager. Chris Albright comes to Cincinnati after seven plus years as the union's technical director. Obviously, there is a longstanding relationship there with Jim Curtin. Albright is trying to get his old colleague to become his new colleague once again in Cincinnati. Uh, From what sources told me, since he made at least one offer to Philadelphia to buy Curtin out of his contract, um, that offer was rebuffed. Um, and from what I've been told, Philly is going to hold firm in that stance. Do they have a number that maybe they would let him go for? Perhaps. I don't know. Everyone seems to have a price, right? Um, but that being said, Curtin, as you mentioned, did sign an extension a couple of years ago. You know, when I, when I put this story out on Twitter, a lot of people were in the replies being like, why would he go to Cincinnati? He's already in a great situation in his hometown in Philadelphia since he's finished last in the league in each of their three seasons in MLS. Why would he want to switch for that? And, you know, I don't know if he does, to be fair, but if I'm going to put myself in Jim Curtin's shoes, I'm looking at these two clubs. Philadelphia doesn't spend. They do really well with their academy, um, but... You know, they haven't put the money that they got from the Brendan Aronson and Mark McKenzie transfers back into their first team yet in a meaningful way. And they're doing well in the playoffs this year. They did well in the regular season this season and last season when they won the Supporters Shield. But, you know, can he do any better than this there? Right? Is he at the ceiling right now? And how long can Philadelphia sustain this level? Right? Or is this the peak for them? And if he's asking himself those questions about Philly, he wouldn't have to ask those questions about Cincinnati, who, while they've been terrible, certainly don't lack ambition. They've spent a ton of money. They've just not spent it very well. So, you know, for those people wondering, oh, why would he even consider something like that? I think that's the reason why. Um, that said, I don't, I don't think Philly is going to let him go. Um, yeah. and, and they can just flat out say no. And that's that. And, uh, so I don't think Jim Curtin is, is going anywhere. Maybe he parlays this into a race or a new, another new contract, but I don't think he's going to end up in Cincinnati. This episode is supported by Season 3 of FX's Welcome to Wrexham. Celebrity owners Rob McElhenney and Ryan Reynolds' small-town Welsh football club has finally been promoted into League 2 after 15 seasons in the National League. Dedicated staff and supporters celebrate the city's return to glory while bracing for the newfound challenges that come with being in a higher division. Will Wrexham AFC stand up to the challenges and rise again into League One? FX is welcome to Wrexham. Catch all new episodes Thursdays on FX. Stream on Hulu. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, you mentioned that some of the other names that they're interested in also happen to be some of the same names that are in the mix for two other jobs, uh, the Houston Dynamo and, interestingly, Rail Salt Lake, the other conference semifinalist or conference finalist in uh, MLS. Um, the names, who, who are some of the the candidates involved in really all three of those jobs and uh, what's the level of interest there? Yeah, so as you mentioned, there's a good deal of overlap. Um one of the names, I'll start with Cincinnati. So if they can't sure. get Curtin, some of the names that they've 
bandied about and they've spoken to. They interviewed Pablo Mastroini, the RSL interim head coach. They interviewed Luchi Gonzalez, the former FC Dallas head coach, who is set to take a job as an assistant coach with the U.S. men's national team, so he's out of the running there. Um, and then Pat Noonan, Philadelphia assistant, who also you know spent years with Albright, has been mentioned to me as a potential hire there. Um, so that's kind of who they're looking at. Houston also interviewed Luchi Gonzalez and Pablo Mastroini. From what I've been told, there was also a candidate from Mexico, who I don't know the name of, unfortunately, that they've also spoken to. Um, I'm not sure how fast that search is going. Pat Onstead, their new GM, he got a later start. He didn't start until November 1st with that club, so they might need a little bit more time to get that hire done. Uh, then Salt Lake, you know, Mastro has has worked wonders in the playoffs. He's got the magic touch right now. He was 7-7 seven and seven in the regular season, but kind of put the tactical clamps on here in the in the last three games in the playoffs and on decision day, and they've beaten Kansas City twice on the road, and they advanced past Seattle in a shootout despite not taking a single shot in that game. Um, just a remarkable feat that will probably never, ever be repeated <laughs> anywhere in the world, maybe? <laughs> um, and here they are going into Portland on Saturday, Portland without Sebastian Blanco probably and Dirona's Priya. I don't know. I don't think I would bet against them. They might end up in MLS Cup. So the expectation is that Mastroni will get the full-time job in Salt Lake, but they have a weird situation with their ownership. They, they don't have one, really. They don't have you ownership, know? yeah. Yeah, Deloitte Hansen's still signing the checks, um, but the team has been for sale for a year and three months now. Um, and, you know, they're, according to what I've been told and what other, other outlets have reported, they're close to selling the team to a group that includes David Blitzer, who is a part owner of the Philly 76ers and the New Jersey Devils and Crystal Palace and a whole bunch of other sports properties around the world. From what I understand, that ownership group or any potential new ownership group might want sign off on a head coach, which could sort of delay this process, but we'll see. I would, I would expect that to get resolved one way or another not long after RSL season finishes, whenever that ends up happening. All right, well, finishing up with two more uh, teams, one of which is pretty straightforward, FC Dallas. They pretty much have their man right now, right? Nico Estevez, yeah. And this is weird to me, Alex. So he's a USMNT assistant coach. Um, Well-regarded, he's been with Greg Berhalter for a long time. He was in the youth system and the reserves at Valencia as a coach there. He's from Spain, from Valencia. But, like... I, I still don't understand why they fired Luchi Gonzalez. And <laughs> right. so those two are essentially trading jobs here. Um, but what are they like? They're just bringing in a different version of Luchi Gonzalez, effectively a guy who worked as an assistant, little head coaching experience and worked in youth systems. And they're asking him to do the same thing that they fired Luchi Gonzalez for failing to do. So they're, you know, develop and see all the young players work with a limited budget for foreign signings and um, contend for MLS Cup. And if you don't, then we're going to fire you midway through your third season after you made the playoffs each of your first two years. I don't know what Dallas is doing, man. It's a bizarre club. So, yeah, but they're basically, that story is is pretty much written at this point. So FC Dallas remains the same. LAFC very much not remaining the same. Bob Bradley leaving the team uh, this offseason, signing with, uh, with Toronto FC. Um, so now LAFC has a vacancy. Who are they looking at there? Yeah, I've been told that Steve Chirundolo, who is the coach of their USL affiliate, Las Vegas Lights, uh, he was hired in March. They were not good, Las Vegas. They were 28th, 29th out of 31 teams in the USL championship. Um, but they're a developmental squad. 
and so the results don't matter as much to them. Um, so I've been told that he'll be a candidate. Ante Razov, I expect to get a look. He was an assistant at LAFC under Bradley. He was a finalist for the Chicago Fire job that ended up going to Ezra Hendrickson. I would expect that they'll interview some international names too, maybe guys with actual head coaching experience, uh, because that's a big job. Um, and that's gonna. There's a lot of egos in those in that locker room. A lot of big personalities. A lot of young players that you need to bring along. That's a difficult task, and they'll expect to contend right away. So I would expect some experienced candidates to emerge as well. The MLS Eastern Conference Final is on Sunday at 3 p.m. on ABC. You can hear more from Sam about MLS the U.S. men's national team, and all sorts of American soccer stuff on the Allocation Disorder podcast that's available on The Athletic and as part of the Total Soccer Show feed, available wherever you listen to podcasts. Elsewhere in soccer today, we have a random Thursday afternoon Premier League blockbuster, Manchester United taking on Arsenal at Old Trafford. This match isn't quite what it used to be in the early to mid-2000s, but it's still really, really good and probably worth watching. Arsenal have been in great form lately, and Ralph Rangnick, Man United's new interim manager won't be in charge yet as he awaits a work permit, so it'll be Michael Carrick again. That's on Peacock at 3.15 p.m. By the way, if you want to know more about Ralph Ragnick's style of play, I covered that with the Athletics Analytics writer John Muller on Monday's show, so please do check that out if that's of interest. At night today, though, check out the first leg of the Liga Mex semifinals between Atlas and Pumas. Pumas are the lowest seed left, and they took down top-seeded Club America in the previous round. It'll be really fun to see if they can keep that going. That starts at 10 p.m. Eastern on Tudeene. This show is produced by Mike Zimmerman with help from John Hayes. You can get ad-free versions of the show by subscribing to The Athletic, and you can get 33% off a year subscription by going to theathletic.com slash soccer every day. Thanks for listening, and happy soccer to you all. <laughs>